If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott. Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. On this episode, we're talking Utah defense and kind of get you up to speed on what's going on with the Utes this past summer. I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan. Hey, Ute Nation. And we got Scott over there. Yeah, buddy, we're back. Dude, you guys, football is just around the corner. I can smell it. My Traeger's heating up right now. <laughs> I can. Those cowboy corn dogs are just melting in my mouth. I've never had a, a cowboy corn dog. Never? Snowy? Mm-mm. Never. You've never had a cow. cow no. They're pretty tasty. No wonder we haven't won the Pac-12 yet. <laughs> get on it. I'll, I'll reverse the curse. I'll get, I'll get one. I'll get one first game. So speaking of the stadium, I don't know if you guys saw online, but the, I guess, final design for the stadium expansion got approved uh, by... The architect. I don't. I don't know building stuff, but it looks awesome. That's all I know. No, it's it's updated. It's it's a better drawing than the original one they way put better. out. It's way better. They don't have like the state of Utah designed into the seats on this. Oh, one. I didn't notice they took that out. Yeah, it's I gone. like that. No, it's the the new. I'll tell you what. That new stadium, that north end zone, looks sexy. Well, it's going to be huge. I mean, Kyle Whittingham talked about it. Uh, the red and white game, you know, with the Ken Garf announcement donating the funds for it, it's going to be huge for recruiting. Because I mean, we've all been in the locker rooms there, and I know a lot of fans have have seen them. They're it's crap. Like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're old. They're well, it's they were built apart. in the seventies. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, they're old. Brigham and they're Young just brought crap. them across the plains. <laughs> Sticking to that one, and now that they have. All new locker rooms and a kind of a recruiting area that they can have recruits at for games. It's it's a game changer. No, it's next level. I mean the 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 type of amenities from you know the, what's going to be offered, like you said, recruiting the media, crimson um, club members, the fan experience on the yeah, plaza area. Now now to get in some of those seats, you're going to have to pony up some uh, some good money, but. Uh, it's a good just, thing this podcast breaks in the dough. Just, for us. just, uh, just get some good friends that can invite you to come sit in one of those VIP areas. It's going to be nice, and it's fans like you that enable us to sit in those seats. Thank you for your donations. <laughs> the other thing I'm looking forward. Oh, to- by the way, they're going up this year, just like season tickets. <laughs> the other thing I'm looking forward to is closing off that south end zone, making it really loud down there. It's it's going to be. I mean, it's already a great environment. Uh, one thing that I talked with the the Oregon podcast, addicted to quack, and they 
they complimented Utah fans on how what a great atmosphere it is, and I think it's just going to get better um, with the improvements to the stadium. Oh, well, the capacity, the capacity, it grows a little bit, right? It's not, it's not going to be a drastic increase in capacity, but yeah, I, closing in that sound from escaping out the north end, like we have right now, you're going to add more fans. It's, it's going to really be pretty dynamic. What it does, you're roughly adding five to six thousand more people to the stadium and in closing it it's got to get louder well the question is those you know the rich people in those seats how i mean they're they're not north end zoners guys they don't have that fire in the belly they're there to eat some like caviar and go yay <laughs> so it depends on who shows up in those seats get angry people get angry <laughs> well i think one thing that's Probably not huge, but it's worth bringing up is that Morgan Scally got uh, a well-deserved increase in pay this offseason. I think a lot of that had to do with the amount of money they threw at Ludwig, uh, but but Scally deserves it. He's he's run a top-rated defense for the past few seasons, and I think the Utes want to make sure he stays put. That was my first thought of it. Do you guys think that Scally would leave? Well, I think he's if, a Utah guy, but do you think he, he he's would He's a Utah leave? guy, and you know, I think uh, obviously if you're getting paid like that, uh, it's going to help make you pretty comfortable and stick around, and uh, I think that helps, but I would imagine he's got uh, desires to be a head coach and run the show one day, and uh, you know, if he gets a good offer, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he takes it. <clears throat> he should, quite honestly, um, get him some good experience, and who knows what happens down the road, but... Um, I th- I think he's pretty locked in and he's got a pretty good situation here now, but all that is a speculation. Scally has earned what he's getting with the defense that he's building. Uh, so let's really look at that defense. This defense just keeps getting praises and accolades all over the country. Uh, Phil Steele in, in his magazine gave the D-line was like number three in the country. So Scally's definitely deserved uh, what he's getting with the talent he's brought in there and the way he's moving guys around. I'm really excited about the defense. This defense is going to be... I mean, let's be honest. We are spoiled when it comes to defense over the Whittingham era. Year in and year out, we're good. But baby, we're going to be like Pac-12 championship all season long good. This defense is going to be a lights out from... I mean, look at the defensive line. You know, going in... We thought maybe there's going to be a, a bit of a weakness at linebacker. I don't think we're going to have any weakness at linebacker. And we'll jump into these and, and go a little in greater detail. The secondary stacked, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a special year. All the makings are in place for this defense to be a, really another level that we even as Ute fans haven't seen. I mean, the when you look at player by player, there's the possibility that uh, a handful of these guys could get drafted this after this coming season. More than a handful. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, think we're, like, they're looking eight, even more, possibly. I mean, just off the top, Bradley and I is getting We're talking get, getting drafted. the defensive oh, side of the, the ball. Oh, just the defensive, yeah. There's so much talent at every position. So let's let's jump into it. Let's start breaking this bad boy down because I am hungry for some football. So let's start with the defensive line. I think that's the biggest thing coming back this year. Bradley and I, Lucky Foto, decided not to go into the NFL draft. 
They are, they're coming back for their senior year. And I think that really set the tone for the off season going into the season with them coming back, having, you know, the thought process of having unfinished business, the way that the, the Pac-12 championship game ended, what you alluded to, Scott, and, and the bowl game. Uh, they're hungry. And I think that set the tone for the rest of the team. But the defensive line, I mean, Bradley and I, I all it, I have to pat myself on the back. I called it four years ago. My breakout player of the year was Bradley and I, and he is the number one guy. Sack leader in the Pac-12 last year, looking to do it uh, back-to-back seasons. You know, I mean, you, it's ridiculous. You got Bradley and I lining up on one side, Max Tupai on the other. You know, in the wings, you got Mika Tufua, who produced really well last year in the limited opportunities that he got. Uh, Blake Kuthi, who's uh, coming off a redshirt year, if he's anything like his brother, watch out. He's going to get an opportunity and start performing. Uh, Samisi Luaki, return missionary, highly recruited when we got him originally. Uh, we basically stole him away from USC. He's and he he's a he's a guy that could be instant impact given the opportunity this year. So I mean that's just the defensive end position. Guys going after the quarterback, just annihilating the Zach Wilsons of the world. <laughs> Ragdolls. <laughs> well, when you talk about those ends, and you know, a lot of times offensive lines will try to double have to double team because the ends can get around the get around those tackles. They need a lot of help, but when you look on the inside of the defensive line with Fotu and Penasini, I mean, those guys you just can't let go. I mean, you have to block them. You got a double team. This is a wrecking crew of a defensive line. There's going to be a lot of offenses that are going to have to go into max protect against this defensive line, which limits what they can do offensively. And and then you got blitzing linebackers that are going to be coming against a tough secondary, guys that can cover. I mean that's the thing we always say, right? If you've got if if, if you've got a weak secondary, you've got to have a, a strong defensive line so the ball gets out of the quarterback's hands quickly. The ball's gonna be forced to get out of the quarterback's hands quickly, and then you've got guys on the back end that can cover who are NFL type quality guys. I mean it it literally has the the formula is there for this just to be nasty this year. I'm I know we're, I know we're like. Deep in the deep end of the Kool-Aid right now. Really deep. Like, Scott's, like, up to his chin. I can see him. He's, like, paddling. I'm only using a straw to breathe at the moment. (laughs) But I think, I mean, let's just, focusing on the defensive line, we're not crazy. There are national writers out there that are pushing this up as the best in the country or top three in the country. Oh, yeah, we're not. I mean, we're obviously homegrown fans here, but... uh, but you're right. This isn't just us uh, touting our own team, touting, touting these guys. This is this is nationally published st- stuff. Isn't the right word? Nationally published articles and writers that are putting putting the youths up there on this pedestal. And I think the thing that so I and the local media is whacking them off at the knees. <laughs> so I was looking at the defensive line from last year, and. and I, I think maybe sometimes as as Utah fans, we take it for granted, kind of what we were saying earlier. Um, and I was thinking, I'm like, how are they even better than last year? Because it's really the, essentially the same guys. But if you look at it, we relied on a lot of young guys on that defensive line. I mean, Max Tupai 
was a sophomore last year. He's coming to his junior. Uh, Mika Tafua is only going to be a sophomore this well, year. And, and to, so now that they have another year under their belt and they're becoming upperclassmen, I think that's where that jump comes from where they were, even though how good they were last year to becoming great this year. And I would agree. I, I think, I mean, Tupai didn't even get a real opportunity till midway through the season. And that's when his, his kind of, quote, light switched on and started becoming the player that everyone thought he would be from the get-go. So from an experience standpoint, he he's he's still learning, but from what he was able to produce towards the end of last season, you can only think about what how great it's going to be this season. Yeah, I mean, he's a redshirt junior, so I mean, that that exactly that light came on and he was I mean, Whittingham talked about it all last season how amazing he was and that was the type of player they had uh, they had expected from him but it took a little while for him to to get to that point you know and 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 he's going to be able to just right out of the gates just come out and and then you've got you've got experienced guys still behind him and some young really talented guys so i mean not only do you have the star power at top defensive and defensive tackle across the board you've got really good and I mean, adequate's not even a good word. You've got really good guys backing them up and some young, really talented, yet unexperienced guys waiting in the wing. So the depth is absolutely insane along that defensive end. And obviously, we've got to keep guys healthy. You don't want to experience too much of your depth. But when you're getting, It's there for the taking. When you're getting the accolades that you're right there behind teams like Clemson and Alabama... From a defensive standpoint, that's that's putting these guys really in a place that they've never been as good as Utah's defense has been for decades under Whittingham. This is this is some rare air. Yeah, because because in the past we've had those moments, right? We've had some really good position groups, but we've had some weaknesses, or we've had maybe some really good star talent across the board. But we we haven't been particularly strong in the twos or the threes behind them. And you're always going to have to use your twos and threes throughout the course of the season because injuries are going to happen regardless. But that's that's what makes me so excited about it. It's not just we got some stars that we get to watch and hope stay healthy. We got studs in the two spot, in the three spot, waiting for their own opportunity. Because, again, last year, none of us thought Max Tupai was going to come out and, and turn into the stud. I mean, at the start of the season, Mika Tufua was the starter, and 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 Max came out and supplanted him and took over the job. And Mika's no slouch, so you you've got so much talent across the board and guys that uh, you know we're not even talking about that, if needed, can get in and make a, a big impact. So that defensive line, and and again, Whittingham, that's that's what he harps on. That's his calling card. He wants to be good in the trenches, and when he is good in the trenches, we're usually pretty darn good. So we take a step back from the defensive line, the linebackers. So last season, I, I said the linebackers gave me a, a lot of worry uh, with what was there. I'm really excited about this group. Manny Bowen is a star. We're, we're going to see it, and the rest of the Pac-12 is going to see it. I mean, what he did at, at Penn State at that high level of a program, and then I watched him in spring, last player off the field, and Coach Swan was always the last coach off the field with him. 
the dude knows this is just a tryout to get the NFL, and he's taking it seriously. He just has the body of an NFL linebacker. It, it's it's crazy. Like I don't think we've ever seen that. At least personally, I haven't seen that in a Utah program. A linebacker built like him. I'm excited to watch him play. Six two, two hundred thirty five. I'm excited for it. Well, and and the, and the thing that's exciting about it is he's produced. I mean, he, he's not a question mark. You know, if you're starting at Penn State for more than a more than a season, you're a pretty darn good football player. And uh, and he produced while he was there. Great stats. Yeah, I mean he's got the body, and and from all all reports, from all indications, he's got this mindset that he's got something to prove. And those are the types of players you want are guys that want that are hungry, that are that are not just kind of taking things for granted. They want to prove something, and and he's going to take this opportunity, and and he's going to he's going to have an opportunity. Let's be honest with that D line in front of him eating up all these blocks. He's gonna. He and this linebacker cr- crew in general are gonna have an opportunity just to have a heyday this season. Well, if you watched him at all in spring, he was involved in almost every single tackle. He's all over the field, and to that, to your point, the defensive line because they're eating up so much of the offensive line. He has a free pass to go anywhere he wants on there. As we look at the linebacking group, they do lose Donovan Thompson. Um, transferring out of the program. I think a lot of people were surprised uh, with all the question marks as far as playing time and starters. I think everyone kind of was penciling Donovan there to, to start. Do you guys feel that as that's going to hurt the program or, or, sorry, hurt this group to have Donovan Thompson leave? Well, I mean, I think anytime you, you lose a guy that uh, has experience and time under his belt, uh, you know, it's it's not necessarily a great thing. But, but I, you know, he, he was a backup. I don't, I don't think that he really was ever, he was never going to be a starter. So he did provide some really good depth. But if you look, if you look at the depth chart, I think we're still in pretty darn good shape depth wise. We've got some guys that have playing experience, have a highly recruited, um, you know, I mean, you obviously we got Francis Bernard back who he's, uh, he was important, uh, especially towards the, the tail end of last season. He brings a lot of experience. You've got a highly recruited kid out of uh, um, in Trenton Carlson. I pick up this summer from the JC World. You got Sione Lund, who has set out last year, transfer from Stanford. Yeah, who was a highly recruited kid mm-hmm. coming out of the state originally, and then uh, to get him back, um, you know, and, and the, the guy that probably excites me the most out of this group is Devin Lloyd. Probably, you know. Not a name that has been talked about a lot, or uh, um, that we've really even seen much of out of out of this uh, up until this point. But he was a guy that when Utah recruited him, kind of an under the radar guy. Cam, okay, I mean, a minute ago you're talking about Manny Bowen having that NFL size, right? That guy that just looks like an uh, NFL linebacker. I mean, that's Devin Lloyd. Now, granted, we haven't seen him, and he and he's still, you know, he's he's got that potential word, right? He's got all the ability, but we haven't really seen it. And uh, um, but he has got that he's got that size and the speed that uh, this year I think he's going to have that opportunity. So I'm excited. I'm excited, and I'm going with it right now. I'm breaking some news, baby. Devin Lloyd is my defensive breakout player oh, of wow. the year. Wow. And and wah, for, wah, wah. for for the record, I think 
obviously for people on the the podcast and a lot of the listeners, let's let's come out with a definition of what oh, a please. breakout player is. Cam, I don't know if you can. I'm putting you in. on the spot. What is a breakout player? I, w- I would don't read it out of oh. Phil Still. What's a breakout player? An unknown player who has a very impactful season. Okay, very well said, Ryan. Would you agree? No. <laughs> Somebody who's Bingo. Done something the year before. <laughs> Someone who was all packed twelve the year before. All right, so I think we've well established Devin Lloyd is going to make a name for himself this year. He's my breakout player. I think I think he's going to uh, he's going to surprise some folks and uh, be a name by the end of the season, making plays all well, over the field. Picked, I've already picked my breakout player. Who, Manny Bowen? <laughs> well, that's not a bad one because nobody knows what he can do in a Utah uniform <laughs> yet. <laughs> See, he, he finds like every way around. This is a good one. You can't do Blackman because he's Blackman, in a new position. Blackman because he's in a new position. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I knew it. I think uh, we need to find a, a new third podcaster. You can send your apps into <laughs> Utah Man Podcast at Gmail. Uh, so the linebacking crew, uh, you know, one name that has popped up as a transfer, I just want to kind of talk real quickly about uh, McKay Juarez, uh, a five star kid at a, was at UCLA. He's had some. the number one. Was the, I forget which year he came out, but uh, he was the number one uh, ranked linebacking prospect that year. Yeah, and uh, Utah went after him his senior year. He came on an official visit, an official visit here, decided um, to go to UCLA. Things didn't work out there with concussions and health issues, and I, I guess their protocol of not letting players play after three concussions. Uh, so I, he's trying to come to Utah. I know there's been a lot of things up in the air as far as eligibility, um, if he can come this season or next season. The latest I'd heard on, on Juarez was he has been cleared medically. Well, that's great. So eligibility-wise and, you know, getting everything in place with the NCAA, that's, uh, that, may be, uh, that may be a hurdle that uh, either they just haven't announced yet, they're still working on. Um, but, and, and, and again, even if he gets cleared, is he available to play this season? That's going to be to be determined. But, again... Another guy that that brings an amazing background with him at the at the linebacking position. Oh yeah, and if he can't play this year, then yeah, he adds it up to next year uh, when you know Manny Bowen and Francis Bernard uh, graduate out, and Devin Lloyd gets drafted. <laughs> Taking that one all the way to the bank, <laughs> boom, baby. So as far as the starters for the linebackers, are we all on agreement that it's Manny, Manny Bowen and Francis Bernard? Yep. Any disagreement there, Scott? Uh, I don't know. Devin may push for it, but... Um, really? Over those two? Well, you never know. Diamond in the rough, baby. Hey, competition. But uh, no, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Francis and, and Manny kind of have that uh, locked down, and uh, rightfully so. Those guys, uh, I think those guys are deserving of the starting position. And yeah, But again, like, like every season, like every position group, you're going to see all these names. You're going to see... Lloyd, you're going to see Andrew Mataafa, uh, maybe even Fabrizio get get opportunities to get in there and make some plays because guys need spells, little injury bugs, things are going to pop up through the course of the season. So that's where again the depth is so important that you've got enough guys that can step in and play when the when it's needed. Well, especially in the first couple weeks of the season when Utah will be blowing out their opponents and it won't be just garbage yeah. time. Yeah, that'll be like halftime. All right, guys. <laughs> 
Time for uh, time for the scrubs to go take care of these boys. My, I know my heart would would love that. I can't take too much stress. So let's look in the DBs right now. Obviously, Jalen Johnson is the anchor of, of the corner position. Julian Blackman moving back to free safety. I really like that move for him. I think it fits him better at that position. I talked to him in spring ball, and and he's he even said that he feels that he had a he had a better shot at the NFL uh, working at safety. Overall thoughts of DB? Obviously, Jalen Johnson, he's as locked down you, as you get in college college football. So one side of the field is already off limits for, for quarterbacks. And then you've got Tyreek Lewis, who came in and, and played well last year. He got quite a bit of playing time towards the end of the season last year. Yeah, he, and, he, and he played well. So I, I think he's got to pretty much lock down that other starting spot, unless, unless Josh Nurse can come in and, and, and take over. But again, Josh Nurse. I mean, he's kind of the uh, kind of the Sean Smith of this group. Great size, great frame. Former wide receiver, tons of athleticism, and and he's really coming along and 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 pushing for pushing uh, for opportunities. And I I wouldn't be surprised to see him be a starter well, at could, some point this season. You could also say the same thing about Bronson Boyd. I mean, he he came here as a as a wide receiver and they've moved him over. He has all he, the talent in the world he to do does. it. He does. He's obviously a little um inexperienced. It was the same with Josh Nurse cuz he came as a wide receiver as well. Um but that just speaks to their athletic ability and if they can if they can get their technique down, I mean, again, just just loaded from from top to bottom. Well, and this is where having such again going back to this having such a dominant defensive line, you're only asking you're asking Lewis, Nurse, Nigel King, Jalen Johnson, Javelin Gidry, who we haven't even talked about yet, Boyd, Mateele, Pleasant Johnson, McLeod. You're asking those guys to cover three, four, five, six seconds is all. Those defensive ends are going to get get to that quarterback pretty dang quick and make him throw the ball. So. If they if they can if they can manage to cover anywhere from three to five seconds, it's going to be a lot of incomplete passes. Well, and and Gidry's got the got the slot. He's got that lockdown. I mean, he's been so good his first two seasons. The speed that he has, he he obviously you know side note what he's done in the off season uh, on the going and not even being not even qualifying for some of these tournaments and getting in and winning them. Because the dude can just flat out fly. We're still waiting. I'm we're still needing this pick six where we can just watch him just turn on the afterburners and go. I will say I do love that that philosophy that Winningham has brought to the defense of playing more of that nickel. Um, letting because you got to get your best players on the field, and Gidry's one of your best players, especially in the secondary there, and and to get him as on the field as much as you can in the nickel. And I know Whittingham has said with the Pac-12, that's kind of where you need to go for defenses. Um, but kudos to Whittingham for for realizing that, seeing the talent he has, and and of of course Morgan Scally. But Gidry is a special kid. Yeah, and we all knew that freshman year. If you can start a corner as a freshman on a Utah team, you're pretty dang good. Yeah, and I mean just just looking at this group, Jalen NFL guy. Gidry, he's going to be an NFL guy. Tyreek, he potentially, and Nurse could potentially get in the conversation with a solid year. I mean, that's four guys at the D, at the DB position. 
we always obviously talked a little bit about Julian Blackman moving to free safety, which we think I think we all agree is a, is a great move uh, for him and for the team. And you've got we haven't talked too much about strong safety. You've got Burgess who's returning uh, with some experience. I mean, I I think Julian Blackman, Trail Burgess, they're going to be really solid. They're going to be guys that you you know you can count on. They're going to make plays. This is probably the the position group on the defense where I've got a little bit of concern with depth, is because behind Burgess and behind Blackman, you don't have really any proven players. Probably the the guy with the most playing time is probably R.J. Hubert, who was a special teams guy last year, and and he's he's off a of mission. This is gonna be, he'll be a sophomore this coming year. Vontae Davis. He's a junior, but hasn't gotten much opportunity. We really haven't seen him. Um, as of right now, um, Nephi Sewell, who is a transfer from Nevada, he is a guy where the, 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 the program is waiting to see if he will be eligible for this year. And that's going to be big, especially that with those huge. Depth. Yeah. Well, he may even be able to supplant Burgess. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. But he's got experience playing the position um, at the D1 level. And so if if he is eligible this year, I think that's huge for the depth because that adds one more guy who's proven and come in and, and, and make some plays. If he's not, you're stuck with Davis, RJ Hubert, um, Aaron Lowe, and Drew Rawls, who Aaron and Drew are both true freshmen. So... Not a lot of real great depth at, at the safety position. So maybe that's where your boy Devin Lloyd gets on the field. There's some injuries there. You think he's going to come into strong safety? You never know. Well, he is an NFL type player, so he he probably could do it. I think that's a lot of great points with the DBs. A lot of star power at starters. What we've been saying, a lot of question marks uh, because of that youth and inexperience, uh, really hurting. You know, losing Ballard and Blair, two hard-hitting safeties, starting safeties that have been yeah, there for the last also, couple of years. We also lost Afia, who's had experience mm-hmm. playing that position, too. Well, so I kinda, I'm kind of i taking this from another angle here right now, right? So we've gone through, we've looked at the starters, we've looked at the depth. Now we get a look at live action. Who who do these guys get to go up against? Off, what offenses are they going to go up against early on the season? They really have some warm-ups because they start off against A-Rod. <laughs> so, you know, that's a good warm-up. And you got Northern Illinois. Now, granted, it's like kicking off at like sunrise. <laughs> we have to get our tailgating on at 4 a.m. And then you got Idaho State. So you got three games to kind of, for for this depth, for this team to kind of get into a rhythm. And start making some plays, but uh, I mean, I, I, I'm excited for this defense. I, I really think, obviously, you know, maybe I'm overselling this a little bit, but this is the this is a year where we've got so much offensively, where you're you're not going to have an offense that is going to put this defense in bad positions time after time after time, like we've seen in years past, where we've had somewhat incompetent offenses that go three and out, three and out, three and out. And just hoping the defense turn keeps the, you in the game. Yeah, turn the ball over in bad bad spots on the field, and you've, and you've had to rely on the defense to bail you out, only give up a field goal, 
get or, a turnover or score for you or 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 score and and so that's where I think this is so special is you're going to have such a good defense but you're not going to be required to have your defense be perfect like in years past uh, and Which I almost could enable them to take some risks and well take some risks and I think it could make them be better you know you've heard it when the defense has has had to be perfect they've had to play at such a high level to really offset the lack of what you're getting offensively, that puts a lot of pressure on them. You alleviate some of that pressure by going out and scoring 40 points a game. Guys play better. I'm just, you know, just obviously throwing that out there. Cougar board uh, says we only get 12 against them, so I don't know. Yeah, well, that is the Cougar board. I'm looking forward to some more uh, Cougar board posts as, uh, Twitter has been a, a special place. It's been it's been rivalry filled uh, all summer long, and I I've got to hand it to BYU fans. They have uh, they have an uncanny amount of confidence for a team that's lost eight straight. Well, they've got the best cheerleader in the world, Zach Wilson's mom. <laughs> My goodness, I I I'm somewhat envious of how they just put a blind eye to really what they're cheering for. And they still think it's the best thing in, under the sun. It's 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 really uncanny. It's a gift for them. It's a it's a special gift. And luckily for us, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> and unlike them, we actually have some great players to cheer for, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So let's go through our as we wrap this up our breakout players for the defense. Scott, you're going with Devin Lloyd. Devin's my guy. Ryan. Ryan's disappointed. I just took his guy. My breakout player is the one and only Josh Nurse. I had to I had to give him that on a cue card. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> if you could only see us right here, folks, there is no cue card. <laughs> Josh Nurse, he's he's got well uh, first of all. Kudos, Ryan. Kudos. Hey, thank you. Thank I, you. I'm, give, I'm giving Ryan a... Uh, you know what? I'm even going to stand. <laughs> a standing ovation. I'm giving Ryan nice. a standing ovation because he actually Woo. picked a breakout player who still has the ability to break out. Yes. <laughs> I can be taught. <laughs> Could teach an old dog new tricks. No, I think possibility that he sees the field and... And uh, contributes this year. I mean, there's obviously some some guys ahead of him that have some experience and some athletic ability. But one of those guys goes down. He might be the guy. I like him. I like it. Who doesn't like to be nursed back to health? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one, Ryan. So I'm going to go along the same lines as you, Scott. I'm going linebacker, but I'm not going to go with Lloyd. I'm going to go with Andrew Mata Afa, four star kid. I think the linebacking crew, even though Manny Bowen and Francis Bernard probably have those uh, starting roles locked down, I, I wouldn't be surprised to kind of see a lot of guys being rotated in there. And maybe Andrew has a shot at really breaking out this year. Well, I think, I mean, I'm going to win this battle because you guys are just battling each other. Well, th there can only be one breakout player per position, <laughs> so it's on, Cam. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? At Drum and Feather. That's Drum, the letter N, Feather. And Scott? Yeah, find me at uh, Uteman underscore forever. 
and uh, jump on. Let's let's tweet at each other. Let's have some fun. It's football season, folks. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Utah Man Podcast, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you can listen to a podcast. We are there. And you can always go to our home at utahmanpodcast.com and go Utes. Go Utes. Go Utes. We'll be till I die. Kayak. We're good. Let's cut it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah. I can't wait. How how far into it before Cameron says, I hate you guys. (laughs) I hate you guys. I'm placing the over-under at four (laughs) minutes and 35 seconds. It's usually I hate you, Scott. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Well, you're on thin ice, right? (laughs) I got four minutes to piss him off. It all depends on the his his intro. If he fumbles a name, then it's off. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming to you live from Tempe. <laughs> Awards, acclimates. If that's the right word, is that the right word? Acclimates. 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 Okay, that's 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 a maid from the movie Aladdin. <laughs> Where in the world is Kaylee Santiago? <laughs> Where on the depth chart is Kaylee Santiago? <laughs> he goes from pie. safety to corner, back to safety. <laughs> <laughs> to the bench, to the locker room, and all the way back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh.